When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me is the incredible, no, amazing, no, illustrious, no. ostentatious. Uh, do you even know what ostentatious No, means? I said that last time, too, and many other incredible words that I can't think of right now because I don't have a dictionary in front of me. Ariel! I quit. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have another lovely returning guest, our lovely goddess level patron, Kex. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so um, before we start, I think I owe an explanation to our fans because I've been getting tons of messages in our Twitter of please tell me the show's not over. Uh, no, it's not over. I just don't listen to Ariel. When she tells me not to do things and I caused uh, myself to uh, get hurt for a little while and got taken out of commission so we couldn't sit in my comfy chair to record. <laughs> yeah, everyone, he fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, he fell down the stairs and I told him to, you know, give himself a minute. He kept trying to get up and it ended up screwing his back up even more. So the show must go on. No, <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. The worst part is we recorded half of a Legend of Zelda episode and then I fell down some yeah. stairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so goodness. Half an episode out there. Yeah. So we're, we'll get that released uh, pretty quickly. I think we're going to finish <laughs> it up this weekend and get it out for everybody. So please tell me you did not record the moment of you falling <laughs> i think it may have been recording <laughs> oh good no you you paused it oh good okay nobody wants to relive that <laughs> <laughs> but yes so we have some episodes coming out this weekend uh including this one you're listening to now um as a hey thanks for bearing with us while um Aaron broke himself again and we're going to put bubble wrapping around the house and um you know, safety, everything so no. that we can't hurt ourselves anymore. 
so we can continue to do the episodes, right? That was the safety procedures we talked no, about. No, because you would find a way. <laughs> you would find a way to hurt yourself. You're, you're right. You're right. I'm a klutz. But uh, we did talk a better about- better investment would be a bullhorn for Ariel. <laughs> So that it is harder for you to ignore her. You're right. And that, that's, okay, so everybody pitch in a dollar and we'll get Ariel a Legend of themed, a Legend of Zelda themed blowhorn so she can we scream a, it at me. We have a new goal for the Patreon, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> with that being said, though, we do have a very serious plan moving forward to make sure we can get episodes out on time. We're going to start pre-recording episodes before release dates. So we can get them out to you on time every time because we do feel bad when this first show first started. We've, you know, hiccups here and there and it's all in the name of starting a new show. It's uh, you always run into hills. And so we figured out how to conquer this one and we're moving forward. <sighs> but with that being said, today's episode, we had an oh so lovely trailer drop. A uh, we, we we got we got pranked, okay? Because everybody <laughs> everybody actively watched the new Nintendo Direct in the hopes of seeing something, Legend of Zelda. And it went a whole 40 minutes and nothing. And then they were like, okay, we're done. Thanks for listening. Bye. And everybody's jaws just went, oh. And then they came back on and they said, oh, we forgot something. And we had a brand new Breath of the Wild 2 trailer drop. And I will say lots of buzz happened in the Discord. (laughs) (laughs) I believe I was Kex there. Was in there. Yeah, I was there. Kex was in on it. <laughs> Everyone was losing their minds, especially King, because it is actually coming out on his birthday. Oh, <laughs> dang it! I wish it was coming out on my birthday. That's a pretty awesome <laughs> birthday gift. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of doing what everybody else is doing, everybody else is going through bit by bit, you know, trying to dissect it and trying to figure it out. I just kind of figured it would be fun, this patron chat theory episode, to discuss some of our our theories, what we think is going to be in Breath of the Wild 2. Predictions. Predictions. Um, these are all, I will say, going to be based on what we've seen in both trailer one and two. Right, Kex? Um, well, there was the very first teaser that showed us the corpse of Ganondorf for the first time. Mm-hmm. So there could be something from there as well. But as you said, we are going to try not to go frame by frame, by frame and dissect these anyway. So hopefully we will not have to dig back <laughs> that far. <laughs> yeah, the the thing of it is, is if we go frame by frame, you know, it's it's what everybody else is doing. And. I want to do something a little special, you know, especially since Hello Hyrule did a wonderful job going by frame by frame to talk about a lot of things in their newest episode. Well, it's not their newest episode anymore, but yes, you're right. It's not the newest, newest. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but that being said, I think this time I'm going to be quiet first 
Because Ariel has a pretty hefty one. Oh, no. Let's not do Ariel first. Oh. <laughs> so should I should I go first then? Or should we let Kex go first? Let's let Kex go first. Kex should go first. <laughs> the one I have is based off of a conversation you and I had before anyway, Ariel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yes, you may recall it was after um, you had shared some of your Breath of the Wild thoughts. You had mentioned that you thought it was possible that the Shrine of Resurrection had in fact cloned the Hero of Wilds and that the original Hero of Wilds, the one we see in the flashbacks, may have actually genuinely passed away. Do you recall that? Yeah. So you may remember me saying this in the Discord, but what you said about that really got me thinking about all of the different possibilities that that could have for the sequel. Now, bear in mind that I'm not going to be saying any of this is definitely going to happen. I am not so good at predicting future games as I am making connections between existing games, so this may not be my my best work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, thinking about simply the possibilities that could arise as a result. Many have been talking about the two links we had seen in the trailers, the link that we know, and then the more primal looking link with the bone weaponry and the longer hair. Many have been thinking that this could be some sort of flash back and forth between the hero of the calamity in the past from 10,000 years ago and the hero of wilds in present day but if we are to consider what you said as fact Ariel that the shrine of resurrection is in fact capable of cloning individuals it could be possible that this shrine is actually going to clone the Hero of the Calamity. And he, this primal link we are seeing may be able to come back in present day in some way, shape, or form. I am not great with science fiction, so I am not sure how he would age so quickly. <laughs> but it is a possibility now that your theory has made me consider. And... I also think, too, that looking between the two trailers, there are some interesting notes that do imply perhaps that maybe they are in the same era. For example, and um, Aaron, I was just talking about this with you a moment ago, but the Bokoblin, Bokoblins, I always, I always mess that up i apologize <laughs> hey listen we can't say hillian and hylian so <laughs> <laughs> fair enough but the bokoblins in present day all have two horns we know them we've been fighting them and studying them for for five years now almost well more than five years actually oh yeah but the ones we've seen in these trailers have had one horn similar to a moblin and we presumed that these were bokoblins of the past but 
Despite the fact that they do appear that way in the mural, we also see that it is the Hero of Wilds that encounters them in the second trailer, not the primal link, the who we suspect to be the Hero of Calamity. It should be noted that that is not confirmed who that version of Link is, or if indeed it even is a different version of Link, perhaps it is the same Link with a different hairstyle that day. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is your, your theory opens up just a whole realm of other possibilities, and that is one of my favorites so far, that we could potentially now have two Link's in one game in the same era. And you may recall as well, Aaron, that this may not even be the first time this has happened in the series. Before you unfortunately injured yourself, we had discovered, well, others on the internet had discovered it long before, but myself and my friends had discovered Gramps in A Link Between Worlds. And it has apparently been suspected that he is the hero of legends. Yep. Which means that two links then would coexist in that game as well. And I have to say, after seeing his fight for myself, I, I must say, I do like that idea. I think it is very possible. But the point is, is it may have already been established that two links can exist at once. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is we got to think in Twilight Princess, we have Hero of Time training the Hero of Twilight. Yes, there is that. And the reason why I did not immediately bring that up is because it could be argued. And bear in mind that I do not subscribe to this argument, but it could be argued that what the Hero of Twilight is experiencing is not, in fact, a ghost, because how most people think of reincarnation, that would not be possible, because Link's spirit would then be in the Hero of Twilight, but instead some sort of genetic memory, almost like Assassin's Creed, which I have been watching lately, so... (laughs) (laughs) Another great series... (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but something like that almost. Again, I find this unlikely myself, but it could be a possible argument against the two of them truly coexisting. However, if the both of them are alive, as we see with the Hero of Low Rule and Gramps, there is no longer that explanation. There are two links alive in flesh. Mm-hmm. That explanation no longer is valid. And I would like to add that if your theory turns out to be correct, this could also be a way for them to introduce a possible multiplayer to Breath of the Wild 2. I had not even thought of that. Mm-hmm. I know that for years they've been trying to think of a way to put a multiplayer in since the massive massive appreciation and love for us of four swords there's always been talks of making a legend of zelda game multiplayer and there was at one point in time where everybody thought uh, i believe it was possibly when no it was uh link's awakening remake people thought it was going to be able to be multiplayer but in the end it turned out that they were in fact just going to do single player on it 
This is still one of my favorite games, though. <laughs> oh, it's such a good game. But, and uh, but yeah. I do. I very much like that idea, but Nintendo, if by some chance you are listening, <laughs> someone at Nintendo, I do not think anyone would be opposed to the Four Sword possibly making a return in, in Tears of... I almost said Tears of the Calamity. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, there's going to be Tears of the Calamity when I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. But in any case, Ariel, as the one who largely inspired this idea, it was your idea that the Shrine of Resurrection could possibly clone in the first place. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, like, agree with everything. <laughs> <laughs> give I, us a four sword give us a four sword <laughs> what I just realized wouldn't it be absolutely wild no pun intended Badooch. if <laughs> the, the word wild was halfway out of my mouth before I realized <laughs> but in any case would it not be interesting if if this idea is true, that the Shrine of Resurrection can clone, what if the, the Sheikah developed that technology based off of the Four Sword? What if they somehow obtained the Four Sword and somehow managed to distill that magic into a shrine? And that is how they make their clones. Hold on. Uh, I just got an email from Nintendo. They said, Kex, stop. You're ruining the new game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am reasonably sure that I am going a little bit far into what is it? Pinfoil hat territory <laughs> with that. But it would be a cool idea, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's not a far stretch, though, because I mean, it would. I mean, the Sheikah would be the ones to do that. Mm hmm. So. Mm -hmm. In fairness, they are actively attempting to reverse engineer the master sword now that i think about it with the royal guard weaponry i mean it's all there and we know that there's going to be a whole lot of new tech in this game some of it zonai by appearance and some of it by sheikah by appearance so it's not too far of a stretch that it might be possible I was trying to talk less this time and just talking about this one possibility. I came up with what three separate theories. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. No, that's what makes it great. Yeah, right. <laughs> there are just so many possibilities with that with this idea. As as sad as I would be that the original Hero of Wilds had actually passed away. Again, just the, the potential possibilities that your idea opens. They could do so much with this idea. Imagine they could they could clone any of the links if they if they had a means to do so. Imagine imagine a return of the first hero, the hero of skies in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, now I know I am losing my mind, but <laughs> I, I'm not saying this is going to happen by any stretch of the means, but I'm saying that it would be something that could be explored if they ever should decide to. Is this going to happen? I would be 
possibly the most surprised that this happened, but it is still a possibility that this idea opens. So from at this point, Nintendo, if you're listening, great idea for a Smash Brothers spinoff game, all Link's versus all Zelda's versus all Ganondorf's. Just saying. (laughs) That's what star in that game, the original Link of that game, could be called the hero of the multiverse. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) I'll I'll expect my check in the mail. (laughs) I will expect 10% in my mail. (laughs) What'd you say, Ariel? I said you'd get a bill instead. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Stop (laughs) stealing our ideas. Next, please. You want 10% of the bill when I get it? I think you can keep that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I will say that was quite the dive from from not having not having much, quote unquote. <laughs> I did appreciate that dive, though. I loved being able to be here to see Kex's thought processes rolling out one by one. <laughs> Right. The more the more you stop and think about this idea, the more possibilities present themselves. Oh yes. So I think to mm, today, <laughs> I think that is the perfect point for us to take a mid break, and when we come back, we can do a discussion on the very small, almost, almost kind of canon theory I have and then Ariel has a massive hitter that I'm excited to talk about. I mean I wouldn't say massive I feel massive. Well something in my theory (laughs) is massive so Uh, (laughs) So here we go to the mid break Get Yes Get Well here we are in the middle of the show Ariel It's awful middle of (laughs) you Uh, so what do we do first Ariel Uh, you know what we thank our patrons I'm not going to go into anything funny today so (laughs) (laughs) well you're right we thank our patrons so such a letdown you didn't have any snarky comment or (sighs) yes to keep you on your toes (laughs) yep (laughs) well First up, the first patron we have to thank is none other than the golden goddess, Kex. <laughs> Thanks, Kex. You are Kex. very welcome. <laughs> uh, our next patron is our Sheikah patrons, who unfortunately couldn't join us tonight, but that's okay. There's plenty of times in the future, and there's going to be plenty. Trust me. <laughs> uh, we have... Deadeye0325 and Relic to Redman. And our Kokiri patron, I, I just want to say, I, I love this patron. They 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 love us so much. They're a patron on a bunch of our shows, and uh, they're just lovely. They're just lovely. It is none other than Remington Cloutier. Uh, but yes, so those are our patrons, and they are wonderful oh so incredible people and i have to give a huge shout out to uh none other than paul but uh paul you are incredible and thank you for being a patron as well um 
But with that being said, we have some more thank yous to give out, Ariel. Oh. Oh, yes. I haven't done this in a while and I'm super excited. It is time to read some reviews. <laughs> I feel like that's not so much like we have more people to thank than just reading <laughs> reviews. Well, of course, we have to thank our listeners. Our listeners are what uh, allow us to keep doing a show because they listen to us. Is that how that works? That is exactly how that works. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, we have some new five-star reviews to read. And the first one comes to us from LazyLad987. Love this LOZ lore cast. This LOZ podcast is, in my humble opinion, the best. The hosts are great, both down-to-earth, relatable, Easy to listen to and fun. I cannot say enough good things about this podcast. I am a big Legend of Zelda fan, and even though I have not yet played all the games in the franchise, it is still amazing to hear all the lore and theories about these games. I have learned a lot of things that I never knew. Please keep up the fantastic work. You guys rock. No. <laughs> and now it's gone to his head. It has. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one comes to us from I'm ready. Are you ready for this? This is going to be great. Comes to us from Flying Guardian 500. I have a Q, five stars. Why are birds so mean? I have an answer for you. Let's go. What is it? Why are birds so mean? Mm -hmm. Because they can be. Because they can. No, I mean, <laughs> who's going to catch them? Right? Uh, Can we fly? No. Ugh. If I was a bird, I'd be just as mean because, heh, what are you going to do? Follow me? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Kex, do you have anything to add to that? I do not think I can improve on that argument anymore. I don't. <laughs> that is an excellent point. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? I can literally go to the bathroom on you uh, and fly away. What are you going to do? Oh, jeez. Also, so geese mean. are the scariest animals in the world. <sighs> this is true. They are really mean. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So the next one we have is from Triforce Hero. Best podcast ever. Five stars. My friends like Splatoon and Halo and hate. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't read that right. Nope. It's hate. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? That's okay. <laughs> so it's nice to know I have some lore and the Legend of Zelda fans to listen to. Well. Well, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own wrong opinion. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> come to the Discord. We will be your new friends. Yes, come to the Discord. <laughs> so uh, the last one I want to read is um, it's a very... This is a very special one. Um, I had a hard time reading it and it's um, yeah, I'll just read it because it is it's it's very it's very special. So this one is from D freeze zero one. Uh, thank you so much. Five stars. I was at a point in my life when I felt like the world was out to get me and I was worth nothing. But then I found the Legend of Zelda and it kind of gave me something to be passionate about. In other words, The Legend of Zelda has changed my life for the better. Then I found you guys. 
You guys made the game series just seem more real and alive to me. And I can't thank you guys enough. Please keep this podcast going and inspire creativity in others just like you have for me. I don't have the money to be a patron as I'm only 14, but believe me, when I get a job, I will be the next golden goddess here. I am truly your biggest fan and I can't thank you guys enough. P.S. You guys should make an episode just about the origins of each main villain. That would be awesome and would help explain the series even more. So you don't need to be a patron. You, you don't need to be a patron. We appreciate it. But just doing things like this and knowing you listen is enough. And I, I honestly, I have to say, I'm glad that you've found something that is so incredible for you. And I'm glad that we can be the voices to inspire you. And I have to say thank you for allowing us to do that. So, uh, sorry, I'm crying. That was a very, uh, it's a very touching one. So thank it's you. All right. <laughs> um, but yes. Oh, uh, now that I'm done crying. <laughs> Um, those are some of our reviews and don't worry if we haven't read yours we have bunches of episodes to release this weekend so we will definitely get to it <laughs> um, but with that being said we got some stuff for the mid break don't we we might might, yes. might. Uh, alright hands up who wants to go first because everybody can <laughs> see a hands up on an audio <laughs> alright Ariel volunteered Wow. Actually, I got something kind of cool. So, you know, Halloween's around the corner, right? Okay. And Halloween is my favorite holiday, like, hands down. So, (laughs) I found this little gem on HalloweenCostumes.com, and it's Legend of Zelda Deluxe Link Breath of the Wild Men's Costume. So, you mean Legend of Zelda Deluxe Aaron? costume for Halloween, right? I mean, check it out. Oh my gosh, yeah, I want it's it. it's cool. And so this will run you uh, $64.99. Oh, it's so affordable. Well, I mean, it's Let's pretty go. cool. It's uh, his blue tunic, you know. The champion's tunic. Yas. It's pretty sweet. And you can even buy the accessories with it for an additional price, of course. Uh, you can buy the Breath of the Wild bow and arrow set. Uh, Link Shield, Link Sword, and the Legendary Master Sword. All for additional <laughs> prices. <laughs> so it is a hundred percent polyester fabric. And Very it's a nice. It is so cool, and yeah. Let's go. So I will post the <laughs> link <laughs> for the costume in the show notes. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Kex, I'm excited. What did you bring? Because I already know what you brought, but I want to hear about it. (laughs) I brought what appears to be, I think of it as a gate of time wall clock. It has it is a clock that has the Triforce in the middle, the symbols of the three golden goddesses around the perimeter, and it's as just wonderfully made, handmade uh, with wood and brass. Um, less than a hundred dollars. It's a showing as ninety-one here on Etsy, and 
I am going to have to try and convince someone to get me one. (laughs) (laughs) I also have something a little unorthodox that I just thought of. Uh A request. A request for anyone creative out there. I'm willing to bet if you do this, you will make all of your money back and then some just from Ariel alone. Has anyone ever made anything of Leon Kennedy, like maybe a shirt or something, <laughs> of Leon Kennedy fighting some re-deads and dead hands? <gasps> I would pay all of the money. <laughs> all of the money. All of the monies. I will pay you all the monies. Actually, Any fans out there of the two series, there is money to be made here. <laughs> or if anything, I found my next painting. <gasps> yes. I think we found our next oh. t-shirt. We'll do a we'll do a Resident Evil Lorecast slash Legend, uh, Legend of Zelda Lorecast t-shirt combo. Let's go. That would be amazing. I, I am slowly, <laughs> as you as the both of you know, I'm slowly getting into Resident Evil here. I, I would buy it, <laughs> certainly. Oh my goodness, Chris Redfield slaying zombies with the Master Sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, on that note. <laughs> what about four of Chris Redfield with the Four Sword? <laughs> no. <laughs> or you can get, you have Chris Redfield, Leon Kennedy, Claire, and Jill. Listen, we're done. <laughs> I am sorry. I knew what I was about to cause when I suggested that, but I did it anyway. I apologize. Dang it. (laughs) Although I do like kind of piggybacking off of this. I do have a theory for a patron episode, though. Theory. I do have a plan for a patron episode, though, of doing the similarities between the monsters in both Resident Evil and Legend of Zelda. Oh. Oh, I would. Yes, that sounds excellent, actually. Uh, Well, on a completely (laughs) different note, I brought two things today because I felt like I owed the fans. It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while. No. mm -mm. (laughs) Anyway, so the first one I brought is from Critical Print 3D on Etsy. And it is none other than a Zelda Baby Rattle Master Sword replica. Because why not? Um, I know what my first grandkid's <laughs> getting. <laughs> uh, you can get this for thirty-six twelve, and it's pretty cool. You can select a few different colors. You can get a purple, dark blue, aurora blue, and a dark blue slash light blue kind of mix. It's really nicely made. Um, really, it's incredible. I can't say enough nice things about it. Um, it's solid five-star rating. Everybody who's reviewed it has said the shipping was awesome. The customer service is awesome. The item quality was fantastic. So it's really great. And on top of that, I have a wonderful gift with this item for you. I got a hold of the creator for this item, and they've actually been wonderful and created a coupon for our fans that is valid until October 31st. You get 10% off with the code LOREcast. It's just 
Lorecast. Um, for all the listeners uh, out there, it's actually Lorecast. <laughs> so please don't put Lorecast. Oh my gosh! You can't say it right, Lorecast. Making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we'll have that discount code in the show notes, obviously, and we'll have the link to get there for that one. And in addition to that, I have this item comes to us from the same same person who did the stones from Ocarina of Time and the Breath of the Wild design that you brought, I think, a few episodes back, Kex. This has been a while. I, it, it's, it's, I think it was me, but I cheated. You showed me originally. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, but yes, so this is from Jaffiel Studio on Etsy. And it is none other than the Lens of Dark Truths. It is a Breath of the Wild rendition of the Lens of Truth. And it is gnarly looking. Um, you can get this for the oh so low price of $350. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a lot of money, but these things are handcrafted. They are really really nice i mean it is and it's so cool um i'm gonna send it yeah i was gonna say i'm gonna send it to you kex so you can see it did you see what is beneath the lens itself but above the handle uh is it the no i can't see it what is that that is the shadow medallion oh it is i just zoomed in (gasps) yes so, yeah, there's a lot you got to check. At the very least, go check it out. Go click the show note links and check it out because it is it is super cool uh, and it is definitely worth at least a look. But, um, yeah, for the low price of 350 bucks, you can make this Lens of Dark Truths yours. And uh, eventually I'm going to have one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for my items. And I think that's it for our mid break. Unless... Hmm, I don't know. Unless we talk about um, how our Ocarina Duel is going to be a (laughs) Halloween special. Is it really? Yeah. I don't even have my Ocarina yet. Oh, you know where you get one? Where did we get one? STLOcarina.com. Oh, that's where we go. (laughs) Yeah. If you go now and use the promo code LOZLORE10... Lore, not lure. You can save ten <laughs> percent off of your purchase. Huh? That's not a bad idea. No, because they're absolutely beautiful instruments. Do you think I could get away with bringing a flute to our duel? Maybe a recorder. I'll use a recorder. <laughs> uh, so everyone, I'm also now looking for. Hey, Kex, do you want to be my new? Uh, <laughs> co-host for the Legend of Zelda lore cast. Oh, God. <laughs> if you want each episode to be a minimum of two hours long, certainly. <laughs> okay. Well, I was any... not expecting her to agree to that. What do I do now? <laughs> it's too late. You can't back out. It's Ariel. She doesn't take no for an answer. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Well, with all that being said, Ariel's right. Uh, great quality, fantastic customer service. You can't ask for anything better out of your lovely little ocarinas. And they're nice looking collector pieces, too. If you don't want to learn to play and you just want one, really nice. Decently priced, too. 
and you get 10% off. Yeah. And even if you're like, yeah, I like Legend of Zelda, but you have a special place in your heart for a different type of, you know, series, they have other ocarinas. It's not just Legend of Zelda ocarinas. Mm -hmm. Like, they just came out with Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. And those are pretty. They have Star Wars ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got a bunch of different stuff. D&D. All kinds. Yeah. So definitely head on over to SCL Ocarina and use our promo code LOZLORE10, lore not lure, (laughs) and save yourself 10% off of your purchase. I will never forget this. I will never forget this ad ever. (laughs) (laughs) But for real though, expect a Halloween. Oh my gosh. Duel. If my Ocarina gets here in time. Because you can't just use mine. We're dueling. Oh, I thought we were supposed to play at the same time for a duel. Oh. Dang it. No, you you, you (laughs) fail. You already lost. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, with that really being said, that is us from the mid-break. It's time to go to the final two lovely little theories we have about the Breath of the Wild 2 in the end of the episode. Well, here we are at the regrettably end of the episode. <laughs> but fear not, we have another theory to discuss, Kex. I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I I kind of hinted at this is almost kind of confirmed at this point, but I want to go a little bit more into it. So my theory is, first off, that the Zonai are going to play, obviously, a very heavy presence in Breath of the Wild 2. Tears of the Kingdom. We've we've kind of shocked if they did not. Exactly. We've we've gotten quite a few, you know, hits and nods at the fact that they are going to be present. I mean, a lot of the artifacts we've seen in the in the preview videos are of Zonai in nature. You know, we get the dragon head weapon. There's there's just there's just too much to deny that they're not going to play a huge part in this. And I said this even before we got this trailer drop months ago that I believe the Zonai are going to play a huge part in this game. Yeah. However, once this trailer dropped, I started to notice a few things. One of those things is the title, Tears of the Kingdom. Now, it's not Tears from the Kingdom. It's not Tears or Tears of the Kingdom. It is definitely Tears of the Kingdom. Now, a lot of people have taken that as you know, something's going to happen that's going to cause, you know, a sadness over the kingdom or things like that. I've decided to take it a little bit more literal. So we know that there are the Yiga and the Sheikah. Okay. Both of them have a teardrop within their personal symbols. However, my theory is that when the Yiga split from the Sheikah. There was also a third potential split which caused the creation of the Zonai. This is a stretch because we've never had anything linking the Zonai to the Sheikah. But if we look at the Sheikah now versus what they were in Ocarina of Time, in Ocarina of Time they focused a lot more on kind of like shadow magics and things like that. Yes. 
Definitely. And in this, in, in Breath of the Wild, they focus more on technological advancements. And the Yiga focus more on shadow magic. However, neither party really reflects that of what the Sheikah were in the Ocarina of Time in other games since, which was one with the magic of the goddesses. It wasn't wasn't that they just used shadow magic or dark magic or anything like that. It was the fact that they were in tune with magic because as we witnessed in Ocarina of Time, we have Zelda or Sheik, whichever form, you know, Zelda takes. Both forms utilize magic that was taught to them by Impa. Okay. Yes. Not that magic isn't always dark magic. It can be like magic. It can be teleportation. It can. It's a it's a numerous amount of things that are used. It's not always dark magic. And we've even seen Impa herself in multiple games use different forms of magic. Time manipulation in Skyward Sword. Um, you have in uh, Ocarina of Time. There is teleportation magic. There's you know the, the fire magic. There's the list goes on. Tons of magic has been yes. used by Impa throughout the timelines. Notably, in Skyward Sword, that Impa was able to project a force field of blue energy. Not entirely unlike some of the blue energy we see the Sheikah using in Breath of the Wild. Exactly. So that led me down a rabbit hole of the Sheikah in Breath of the Wild seem to be more focused on technological advancements and utilizing that very same magic that you mentioned in a lot of their tech. Yes. And the Yiga seem to be focused on a lot more stealth magics and dark manipulation magics. So that leaves us with a whole school of magic, which is, you know, wild magic or natural magic that is untapped by both forms of the clan. So what I'm theorizing is that potentially the Zonai are the ones who wanted to be more in tune with the goddesses and broke off from the Sheikah clan themselves and tried to continue like the Kokiri breaking off from the Helians exactly they're the ones who wanted to focus more on utilizing the gifts that the goddesses have left to assist the kingdom which could also be why neither the kingdom nor potentially the Sheikah knew of Ganondorf being under the castle. So that's kind of my whole theory there. (laughs) I do. I do like it. And I do wish to say that you had said that there wasn't really anything tying the Zonai and the Sheikah together. That is actually not necessarily true. Many shrines of the Sheikah can be found with within Zonai ruins, most notably, um, you have the shrine that is built within the shrine of or the shrine, the the um, spring of courage. 
Uh-huh. Whereas the spring of courage in and of itself is built into what appears to be the capital of the Zonai in the Farron region. Their seat of power, uh, as, at least assuming that their seat of power is not in the sky. Yeah, but... I led myself into this rabbit hole via those those very same facts. But I want, yes. I, t- I took it loosely because I was like, well, maybe these item or maybe these shrines were built there on in those ruins after the Zonai kind of disappeared. But I still had that same very same thought you did, which is, or they could have been built jointly. I think, I think at the very least, the Zonai and the Sheikah maybe they aren't connected by blood. But I do think that um, that they were on good relations in some way. The two tribes knew of each other, and I do think that they did work jointly together at times. Regarding what you just said, that the shrines could have been placed after the fact, mm-hmm. I actually, that that could be the case. However, I am pretty sure there is at least one or two shrines that must be triggered by interacting with the ruins, which then means that they would have had to have been built with the intention of the two pieces of construction working together. You know what? You're right. So that completely nails the theory out of the park on that one because yeah there's a couple shrines like the um i cannot remember it you have to utilize lightning to activate it um can't remember what the exact name of the shrine Ooh. is yes oh yes, yes. i remember a that one. that was pillars. in the found region wasn't that it was yes i was thinking about it. i totally forgot about that one because i was frustrated because of the lightning constantly hitting me <laughs> so I just wanted to get it done and over with uh, but yeah you're right that is a Zonai uh, a Zonai temple kind of esque place and there's a few others too so I honestly that kind of once again knocks the it was built after out of the park kind of to a degree so honestly there I knew there was a reason why I thought that they were very closely linked at the very least um via the allies or maybe they shared some you know common commonalities utilizing magics but i still believe firmly that they are probably a branch of the sheikah which would also imply why it says tears of the kingdom not tears from the kingdom it would also explain their intricate knowledge of the triforce dichotomy there the fact that they're Three sacred animals are representative of power, wisdom, and courage. They know of the Triforce. Oh, yeah. They have to, especially given that the animal for power is a boar. That Uh implies that they know specifically of Ganon. Now, courage being a dragon and wisdom being an owl, those do not necessarily tied directly into Link and Zelda although in the case of Link I could could definitely make the argument that many of the different Links have interacted with many 
different dragons, both as friend and foe. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, the boar is very telling. The Zonai have some sort of knowledge of the Triforce and more so of Ganon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, and then, like I said, that's what these are a lot of the things that have led me to believe that they are more than likely a branch of the Sheikah. Yes, I, I, I agree that they are either a branch or again, at the, at the very least, I believe that they were on very good relations with the Sheikah. Oh, regardless God. of how that came to be, they had to have been close. So I'm glad you mentioned dragons, Kex, because that leads us to our final lovely theory from none other than the illustrious, amazing, incredible, awesome Ariel. Uh, my name is just Ariel. <laughs> he feels the need to butter you up since he did not listen about. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. He's not you're injuring right. his back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I believe that Breath of the Wild 2 or Tears of the Kingdom is going to introduce a new dragon. Ah, uh, yes. And I'm excited. So I feel like it could be either a good or a bad dragon. And my explanations for this would be that it shows up like, you know, you're in the sky. Right? <laughs> so we had in Wind Waker, you had Valu. Yeah. This is the spirit of the sky. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So perhaps a descendant. Okay. Alright. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yes. I would love Lulu it. has always been an interesting entity to me. Um, between its body and its long neck, it almost seems like a fusion of both eastern and western dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I love dragons, just period. I love dragons, so. <laughs> well, so, oh, go ahead. You go. I was going to say, the, the long neck of Valu is definitely influenced by a certain special dragon in the Ocarina of Time series. Yes. Yeah, well, it's said that Valu is a descendant of Volvagia, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. So I think maybe, you know, when to do one in the sky like that, because clearly dragons are in the sky because they fly. It could be a descendant of that. I and it. or it could be an evil dragon that was hiding underneath the castle. Mm-hmm. That got released after Ganon's demise. I love that thought that while Demise or sorry, Demise, while Ganon was under the castle (laughs) uh, that some of the calamity may have leaked out and poisoned a dragon that was slumbering down there. Well, that was going to go into my next thing, too. Ooh! Because I thought, well, maybe if it wasn't an evil dragon the malice got to it like it did uh, Farash. Oh, yes. Or was it Farash? No, it wasn't Farash. It was... um, Nadra, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Nadra. So 
And you went and, you know, saved it. Got the malice off of it. Whatever. I don't know. Max I just was... Want... Go ahead. I just want another dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it'd be the perfect time to introduce another dragon. Because I know, like, Legend of Zelda loves their threes. Yeah. But there's been a few times where there's been a fourth. And I just... What great way to introduce something else into this um, sequel game mm -hmm. than another dragon. I really like this. It's how each golden goddess has their corresponding dragon. It could stand to reason that this fourth dragon could be representative of Helia herself. Yeah. 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 And there was, um, I believe, by Zeltic. There was a video where they went step by step and Zeltic actually found that there was a potential dragon as the doors open in our second trailer and Link's about to run out to jump. You can see in the top left corner, if you pause it when it shows the floating islands, behind one of those islands is a dragon-like tail, which does not match up to any of the three dragons we currently know it exist. See? Dragon. I, don't I do remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I don't really have much to base this off of. This is just something I want to see, and it could be possible that it comes in Tears of the Kingdom. Because dragons. <laughs> I love dragons. <laughs> They're just awesome creatures. If they were actually real. One, it would be terrifying. Two, uh, it would yeah. be pretty awesome, though. So... <laughs> so can I propose a third potential for a dragon? Hmm. This just came to me. So we talked about potentially having a new dragon to represent the sky and Valu and things like that, or Descendant. We also talked about a Calamity Corrupted one. What about the potential that the three dragons from Breath of the Wild actually merge into one representing the Triforce power within a dragon? Ooh. Which is also potentially the dragon that we're seeing on the seals and the sigils throughout the trailer. Interesting. Good. Good. The, the three dragons are considered spirits, not mm -hmm. flesh and blood. Exactly. I suppose it is possible. I never honestly considered that until just now. Hmm. You say could, Ariel. What are your thoughts? Saying it could. could. But would they really get... Not really necessarily get rid of the three dragons. Mm. Not necessarily get rid of, but would they do that? Or would they just introduce this fourth dragon? I don't know. We'll find out I'll say, next year. It could be, but it, 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 I will say it is a bit of a stretch on my half because they haven't really ever merged any of the three things before, so... Yeah, but it could. You never know. Yeah. We'll find out next year. <laughs> Triforce Dragon 2023, baby. <laughs> oh, there, I think I, I think I found the dragon. Oh. Hang on. Hang on just a moment. I'm going to send a picture of it. 
It is incredibly tiny, though. It is very far in the distance, and I think it is just the tail. We know we're talking about uh, all these dragons. The only thing I can think of is... Yep, there it is. That's the one. Oh, that is super tiny. The island is very far in the distance, so comparatively, although that is tiny in the picture, that dragon would have to be quite monstrous. Oh, yes. Especially since it seems that the first part of it is already covered up here underneath the first tree. Yes, we do not know how much of it is displayed. It could be half of its body, or that could just be its tail for all we know. <laughs> if that's just the tail, I'm terrified already. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Hopefully it will not be evil. But something you said earlier, Ariel, too, also merits consideration. We saw the extent of Nadra's corruption just after a hundred years. Imagine what must have happened to this creature if we are if if we are right and it was underground after ten thousand years of exposure to malice. Yeah. Oh. I hope this is true. Mm-hmm. Because I'm excited. <laughs> is it bad that the only thing I could think of was the uh, Disney's genie quote? Ten thousand years can give you such a crink in the neck. Sorry. <laughs> why would you? Why would you spoil Ganondorf's first line? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hope I will pay all the money just to hear that. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, on the that, of which, though, say what? One, what? Can I mention one last little? Yeah. Piece of. <laughs> a piece of thought for lack of a better term this is not a theory but just a thought experiment if you will we assume that this Ganon has been down there for 10,000 years um, since since the last calamity the, the corpse of Ganondorf that is however we do not know this for certain we do not know beyond a shadow of a doubt indeed that the Calamity Ganon's first appearance was even 10,000 years ago. It has been so long that really all but the Gerudo have forgotten that Ganon was once human. In In none of the murals that we have seen for any of the trailers, none of the murals aside from the ones directly on the cave where Ganondorf was imprisoned have depicted Ganondorf as a human. I mean, I find myself wondering if it is, (laughs) I use the term only subjectively, but I find myself wondering if indeed it is, it has only been 10,000 years that he has been down there or if in fact it has been much, much longer Perhaps Calamity Ganon has been a reoccurring phenomenon every 10,000 years for 100,000 years, and we are that far in the future compared to the rest of the games. That's a thought. Yes, we just do not know for certain how long he has been down there, and none of the records outside of his chamber wall depict him as human. 
So it is interesting to think about and it is startling too if if it does turn out to be longer how long ago were all the other games hmm now you got my brain turning (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh well with that thought-provoking uh comment placed in your minds it's time to end the episode Um, so any last things to say? Dragons. Dragons. <laughs> oh, I, I will say nothing for fear of carrying the show on for another half hour. <laughs> we all need to get to bed at this point. <laughs> well, with all that being said, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being patient as we uh, heal ourselves up and get ready to release another episode. And um, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you all for listening to The Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at L-O-Z Lorecast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.